0: hello everybody welcome back to another episode of a hit to the head as we always do we're going to do a recap of the previous week just to throw back week seven there is no shortage of drama here with a mix of highs and lows for each nfl team but without further ado let's take a quick look back at the past for week seven before we look ahead at week eight we're going to start it off with the thursday night matchup of the philadelphia eagles and the new york giants all right ladies and germs way back when week seven we kicked it off with the philadelphia eagles beating the new york giants 22 to 21 rather than hop on the philadelphia eagles here because i give carson wentz enough as is each week Week in, we go about his turnovers he threw another pick this week yikes um but you know with with all their lack of players you know you have guys like richard rogers at tight end travis Folgum, john hightower greg war jj or whiteside like I, you don't even know who these guys are but let's focus on the New York Giants Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones here now I won't say anything I, I won't criticize but he had an 80 yard rush look, no one in the vicinity tripped on air and instead of going for 6 he ate the turf now I'm not going to say anything, I'm not going to judge because if I was in the same situation it's a tackle for loss uh, Evan Ingram, tight end for the Giants though they need to move on they need to cut their losses from him. In his career, he's at 21 drops since 2017. That's the most by any tight end in that span. And though he's only in year four, it's time to let him go. To the next matchup on Sunday last week in Week Seven, yeah, the Lions beating the Falcons 23 to 22. Now, before we start saying anything about Detroit, Detroit, yes, they're three and three, but they're a flawed team. They're a joke. You can't take that into consideration. I mean. You're playing the Atlanta Falcons. I I don't even know what's going on with them. There's no explanation. Matt Ryan, he's somehow still like buzzing. 31 for 42, 338 yards and a touchdown. And it seems like he does that every week, but somehow the Falcons just keep beating themselves. And you saw in the game, Todd Gurley late in the game, he was trying to kill out the clock by dropping before the end zone, but even he couldn't stop himself from scoring. And to be honest, I can't put that loss on him. You know, he scored a touchdown, okay? But the defense let Detroit march all the way back. Matt Stafford threw it to TJ Hawkinson for the game winner. Uh, that's just bad defense. And that's that on that. Cleveland Browns beat the Cincinnati Bengals 37-34. to 34. Now you look at this game. Baker Mayfield started out cold. He started out cold. Started 0-5 in an interception. That interception though, Odell Beckham Jr. went down and it was later discovered that he torn his ACL out for the season. Absolutely heartbreaking for the guy. But Baker Mayfield said in a press conference, he told Odell Beckham Jr. he loves him. OBJ told him go be great. And he did. He finished 22 completions on 28 attempts on the day, 297 yards. In addition to five touchdowns, and that's a career high for him. He balled out for OBJ. Uh, Joe Burrow, I love this guy. I love Joe Burrow so much, but he's getting killed. (laughs) He's getting absolutely murdered at the fall of his offensive line. And if the Bengals want to ensure that he's the franchise guy, they need to protect him. If he keeps getting hit like this, he's not going to last five years in the NFL. He needs protection for the love of God. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers proving that their loss to the Buccaneers in Week 6 was an anomaly as they rolled over the Houston Texans 35-20. The Packers are still a top team in the NFC. There's no doubt about it. They're the team to beat in the NFC. And with the Buccaneers, I'll say this going back to Week 6, the Buccaneers, they have an insane defense. Insane. And we'll touch up on that later. But The Packers needed this to get their mojo back. Rodgers threw those two picks in that weekend. You know, he was feeling kind of down. The offense felt a little vulnerable. And they needed a bit of a tune-up against the Houston Texans. And that's exactly what they got. You know, 35 points on offense. And they held the Texans to just 20 points. And that did a good job of boosting the ego for the defense. You know, you got playmakers like Zadarius Smith. He's buzzing for sure. He's got six sacks on the year. But other guys like Preston Smith and all those other fellas... You know, they needed a little bit of a pick-me-up, and this game for sure did that. And moving forward to the midway part of the 2020 season, I still like the Packers as a favorite to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Our next game on the list, we had a real good NFC South divisional game, the New Orleans Saints against the Carolina Panthers. While the Saints beat the Panthers 27-24, to I'm loving what the Panthers have been doing. I'm loving it. Teddy Bridgewater, he's really gone into a groove. I mean, in the game, he completed 23 passes on 28 attempts, 254 yards, and two touchdowns. I'm loving it. You know, in the beginning of the season, it looked a little shaky, and especially losing Christian McCaffrey to that high ankle sprain. You didn't know what to make of it. You thought the Panthers would just drop off hard, and you wouldn't hear much from them afterwards. But Teddy Bridgewater and head coach Matt Rule, from Oregon, who was hired in the offseason. They've been doing a good job at formulating a game plan. And despite this loss, I still like the Panthers a lot. And so whenever they get McCaffrey back, whether it's week 9 or week 10, whenever, they're going to be a wagon. I'll say it now. They'll be a wagon. They'll be a good team going forward. And I like their chances a lot. (laughs) Alright. Buffalo Bills, New York Jets. (laughs) God. The funniest... I shouldn't say funny. I'll say saddest. The saddest part about this game. The Buffalo Bills won 18-10, right? The Buffalo Bills won 18-10 without scoring a touchdown. They didn't score a single touchdown all game, and they beat the New York Jets. If that doesn't speak volumes about how bad this team is, I don't know what does. I mean, like... While we're on the topic of talking about how bad the Jets are, you have one of their most promising stars on defense, Quinnen Williams. He's a right end uh, or D-tackle, what have you. Uh, He was drafted in 2019, shows a lot of promise. He's having a good year thus far, three sacks, forced fumble, all that good stuff. And he's on the trade block. He's 22 years old. He's on the trade block. Typically, you see the veterans get dished out for draft picks, right? But... You don't trade 22-year-olds because you can model them into whatever you want. This is just a bonehead move by the front office. All right, folks, all jokes aside, let's get to... uh, Let's talk about something serious here, okay? Washington football team, they beat Dallas Cowboys 25-3, okay? Let's ignore the score for a second. Let's ignore that the Cowboys lost by 22 points to one of the worst teams in the NFL, okay? The Dallas Cowboys are an embarrassment to professional sports. And the reason for this, Andy Dalton, the quarterback who's been the starter ever since Dak Prescott was injured, right? Andy Dalton played for the Cincinnati Bengals last year. He slid on a scramble, okay? And he received a late hit from Washington linebacker John Bostic. Received a cheap shot to the head. It was ruled out. Andy Dalton had a concussion. Nobody stood up for Andy Dalton. That's disgusting. Now, I'm not a big guy, but there is no chance that I'm going to sit by and watch my teammate get hit like that from John Bostick. John Bostick should have been should have been annihilated by the Cowboys players. I don't condone violence whatsoever, but you can't let something like that slide. You can't There's no way you can just let that happen. Alright. Glad I got that off my chest. Kansas City Chiefs, Denver Broncos. Chiefs won 43-16. Yikes. Um, First snow game of the year. First snow game of the 2020 NFL season. That's pretty cool. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs have 10 straight wins against Denver. Uh, Sheesh. But... It is important to note here that this was the first game for Le'Veon Bell in the Kansas City Chiefs uniform. He had 6 rushes for 39 yards, 6.5 average, on 17 snaps. Um, You know, he's not going to get 30 touches in the first game. Uh, That's just way too much to expect. But you should expect to see him gradually be included more and more each and every week. Um, and who knows, by the end of the season, maybe he becomes a full-time starter over Clyde Edwards-Alaire. But might be a bit of a push because CEH has been tweaking this year uh, top five rushing yards in the NFL. And he's a rookie. Yeah, that's a brag. All right, up next we had the Pittsburgh Steelers routing the Tennessee Titans 27-24. to uh, I'm sure this is a game that got a lot of people juices flowing. Pittsburgh is 6 and 0 for the second time in team history. Um, last time that happened, 1978. I like this Steelers team a lot. Their defense, I was talking about them last week when I made my prediction for this game. I called the Steelers because I just like this defense. I like it a lot, and it's led by TJ Watt. He's feasting. Week in, week out. Four solo tackles and an assist in this outing. A sack. Three tackles for loss pass defend look the the Steelers are just gonna keep going uh I I like this team a lot like I said uh Tennessee Titans you know they're gonna bounce back you know they'll bounce back they they missed the field goal to tie it and send it into OT but it's not too bad uh Ryan Tannehill he he's still having a real solid season Derek Henry even though they kind of kept him in check for the most part, Derrick Henry is still the best running back in the NFL by far. And it's not even close. So I'm not too worried about the Tennessee Titans. All right, I mentioned this before early in the show, and we're jumping on it now. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they beat the Las Vegas Raiders 45-20. to 20. And I can't say enough about this defense. Oh, my God. This defense is ridiculous. They generate pressure from everywhere. They're fast. They're physically dominant over everyone. They got specimens on that defense. And it's all led by their middle linebacking crew. You have Levante David and Devin White, who I think are the best middle linebackers in the NFL right now. Uh, Devin White in this game, he had nine solo tackles, two assisted for 11 combined. He had three sacks, a tackle for loss, and a forced fumble. Uh, What? As a middle linebacker, he had three sacks. That's insane. Uh, He's an LSU uh, prospect. This defense is just unreal. And on top of that, Tom Brady's emerging as an MVP uh, favorite. He's thrown for the most touchdowns by a Tampa Bay quarterback in the first seven games of the season. He has 18 touchdowns. Four of those came against the Raiders. And this team's just buzzing. Well, we're talking about quarterbacks who are tweaking. Look no further than Justin Herbert. It's the L.A. Chargers beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 39-29. Justin Herbert is another quarterback who I love watching. Oh my God, I love watching this guy play football. He throws the most beautiful ball I've ever seen a quarterback throw in my life. He has 250 passing yards. 250-plus passing yards in all five starts. In this game against the Jaguars, he got his first career win. And in the game, he ran for 66 yards and a touchdown. That's the most by a quarterback in franchise history. Uh, I think that's interesting. But, I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars, we say this every week. We say this every week. The Jags, they got nothing to put up. I mean, Gardner Minshew, he'll do all he can. He'll do whatever he can to win. He threw for two touchdowns. And it's just not enough because the management doesn't give him what he needs to win, and it's real sad to see. uh, Because I like Gardner Minshew a lot, but Justin Herbert, sheesh, he's a beast. It's a bird, it's a plane, it's the 49ers steamrolling the New England Patriots, 33 to six. Ah ha! Cam Newton. He was benched in the third quarter. Benched. He wasn't injured. He got benched because he threw three picks on 15 attempts. Ugh. I said this last week in last week's episode that Cam Newton with the Patriots is kind of like a sandbox thing. It's something you play on Madden. You know, it's it's just the best available guy. You know, he'll get the job done. He doesn't fit this team. You know, he's not the best passer. He's got a cannon, yeah, sure, but he's not that accurate. Um, I I just don't like his instincts. I don't think he's the guy to get this team to the promised land uh, whatsoever. Now, for the 49ers, I like how they're going. They were in a little bit of a slump in the beginning of the year. Injuries started to pile up, and they got it done here against the Patriots. Now, unfortunately, uh, Jeff Wilson, running back for the 49ers, he was electric in this outing over 112 yards three touchdowns and he suffered a high ankle sprain i mean that's just the story of san francisco in 2020 just injuries on top injuries on top of injuries i could go on all day sunday night prime time we had the birds face off in the desert the cardinals beat the seattle seahawks 37 to 34 uh i don't know if the cardinals are legit I genuinely don't think they're legit just yet. I think they still have a little bit more to prove. Um, I don't care what anyone says, you know, their record says five and two, but I don't think they're a five and two team. You know, their defense is really suspect. They give up some bad plays. Uh, They don't force a lot of takeaways. And even the receiving core outside of DeAndre Hopkins, who he's a top three wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, there, There's no question about it. He's top three. But apart from him, it's a steep drop off. Even Larry Fitzgerald, you know, he's got the best hands ever. But he's up there in age. He's not that dynamic anymore. And who else do you have to throw it to? Uh, Kenyon Drake, I like a lot. But I don't know. I'm not sold on the Cardinals. I still think they have a little bit more to prove before... You know, I I think they can do anything of significance. All right, to close out week seven of the 2020 NFL season, you had the LA Rams beat the Chicago Bears 24 to 10 on the Monday night game. I like this Rams team a lot. Uh, Jared Goff and Sean McVay, they got a really good rapport going. Uh, They just put together a good team. It looks real smooth, real crisp. Um, What makes this team so dangerous on offense is that they, they use a lot of motion. You'll see Green Bay using the same thing. They'll use a lot of motion from the slot. They'll have a guy uh, faking a jet sweep, um, and then they'll run him right up the middle. And they can do a lot with the motion and everything. Uh, It's just really fun, really creative to watch. Um, The Chicago Bears, I, I don't know what they can do. I don't know where they can go from here. Nick Foles, if he doesn't have a good pocket to throw from, if it's not the perfect environment to throw, he's off. He needs the perfect opportunity to complete a pass. If he complete, if he's given the time and space, he's a beast. He's MVP worthy. If not, he's a Joe Schmo. Um, run game continues to be an issue for the Bears, and until they figure it out, I'm not putting them ahead of the Packers in the NFC North. No chance. All right, we're doing it like we always do. We do top five games of the upcoming week. Week 8 predictions. Let's kick it off. We got first game of the week. Patriots at Bills. All right, Patriots got a lot to prove here. They're 2-4. and four. Cam Newton, he's got his job on the line. He's got his job on the line. If he has another repeat of last week, another really bad performance, you could see him without a job. Buffalo Bills they're five and two they got a lot to prove as well you know they've been a little shaky they've been playing some pretty bad teams and the teams that are over 500 they've looked a little shaky against so both teams got a lot to prove here um i have the bills taking this though you know patriots i just don't see them getting it done cam newton uh, i don't want to say i don't believe in him but it, it's the case. I, I just don't think he can get it done. So I had the Buffalo Bills beating the New England Patriots here 1 o'clock p.m. Sunday. Again, New England Patriots at Buffalo Bills. 1 o'clock p.m. Sunday. I got the Bills taking this one. Next up on the list here, we got Minnesota Vikings at uh, Green Bay Packers. I don't know what that voice was. Uh, Vikings, they're 1-5 on the year. Packers 5-1. and one. You like that? Shout out, Kirk Cousins. What makes this game squeak into the top five is that in a divisional matchup records they're thrown out the window okay divisional matchups are always huge tilts because it's a game for pride All right, and that's what the Vikings are playing for now they're playing for pride they're not playing to make the playoffs playoffs are a long shot for them they're playing for pride here and they want to walk into Green Bay and stomp them okay but based off the way Green Bay's been just cruising through this season. Based on the way Aaron Rodgers has been doing his thing Matt LaFleur making this offense look unreal I got Green Bay taking this game you know, the Vikings just have too much going against them Uh, 1 o'clock p.m. Sunday Minnesota Vikings at Green Bay Packers I got the Pack taking this one Uh, again Vikings at Packers 1 o'clock p.m. Sunday Go Pack Go Speaking of division rivalry matches, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers 6-0 on the season. Pulling up to Baltimore against the Ravens. They're 5-1 on Sunday, 1 o'clock p.m. I like this game a lot. Steelers, I like them in this game. I like them in this game against Baltimore. Baltimore, they're so one-dimensional. I hate doubting the Ravens. I hate it. Because I want to root for them, I really do. I love Lamar Jackson. I was ecstatic when they drafted him back in 2018. But I just hate how they're so reliant on the run game. And if they go down early, they can't come back. They can't throw the ball. They, they can't and they won't throw the ball. They'll only run it. If the Steelers go up, they're taking this game. And I think the Steelers can even play from behind. Um that's why I got Pittsburgh taking this. They're gonna continue to be seven and zero after this week. So Pittsburgh Steelers at Baltimore Ravens, one o'clock PM Sunday. Uh again, Steelers at Ravens, one o'clock PM Sunday. I got Pitt taking this one. Number four on the list. We have the New Orleans Saints coming into Chicago to face off with the Bears. Uh both teams only have two losses on the year. Saints are four and two, Bears are five and two. Um I still like the Saints in this. I still like the Saints even without Michael Thomas, you know. They they have Alvin Kamara who's absolutely sensational. Oh my god, this running back is ridiculous. He's phenomenal. Alvin Kamara. He can run, he can catch, he can block. He can probably throw pretty well. Um he can just do it all he's a swiss army knife um chicago bears they're another team who i think is one dimensional like the ravens but instead of running the ball they only throw and i don't think they're that good at it either you know at least with the ravens they're good at running the ball chicago if you generate pressure against nick Foles, it's gonna be a really bad game so that's why i have the saints taking this if they can generate pressure on foals, they got this in the bag. Uh, New Orleans Saints at Chicago Bears, 425 p.m. Sunday. Again, that's the New Orleans Saints at the Chicago Bears, 425 p.m. Sunday. I got the Saints taking this one, baby. All right, our last game of the top five matchups of week eight. We have the 49ers coming into Seattle against the Seahawks. I like this matchup a lot, okay? The 49ers are on the come up. Even with a lot of injuries, they're still finding ways to stay in a playoff hunt. Okay. Jimmy G is still commanding this offense really well. George Kittle, best tight end in the NFL. I think so. Um, You know, they just just got a lot of stuff going for them. I still like their defense a lot. Um, And that's not something I can say for Seattle. For the Seahawks, I can say that I have a tremendous amount of faith in Russell Wilson. I've. I love Russell Wilson. He throws a great ball. And he's he's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder this upcoming week. Uh, he's definitely disappointed in his performance against the Cardinals, throwing that pick in OT. So Russell Wilson's going to be coming back like Denzel Washington, man on fire. Um, so that's why I have the Seahawks taking this win here. Uh, 49ers at Seahawks, 425 p.m. Sunday. Again, that's the San Francisco 49ers at Seattle. 425 p.m. Sunday, I got the Hawks. All right, peeps, before I let you go, I'm gonna give you my top five teams in the NFL as of right now, heading into week eight. At number one, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. You can't go wrong with Patrick Mahomes. Each time they play, you can't do anything but bet on Pat Mahomes, all right? Number two, I got the 6-0 Pittsburgh Steelers. They're the only team undefeated. You know they have to be up there. They don't need Big Ben to keep winning because defense is able to just keep pounding the other team's offense. At number three, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because that defense is unreal. Nobody can stop them. And Tom Brady slinging it. Number four, Baltimore Ravens. They're five and one here. They got a little bit to prove, but their run game's unstoppable. Lamar Jackson, even though he's kind of having a down year, he's still a beast. And at number five, I got the Green Bay Packers. Because after their loss against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they proved that they're still one of the top teams in not only the NFC, but the NFL And Aaron Rodgers is still sensational. I don't care what anyone else says. That's my top five teams in the NFL heading into week eight. And we'll see how that list changes after this weekend. All right, folks, that just about does it for this week's episode of A Hit to the Head. I hope you guys enjoyed. We had a lot of fun recording it. Um, Be sure to tune in next week to our recap of Week A of the NFL season and our preview of Week 9 and all that good stuff that we do here. Um, Be sure to check out the blog and any articles that have recently been posted. We just wrote one about the New York Jets and that dumpster fire of an organization. So be sure to check that out. It's a great read. Hope you love it. Share it to your friends. And as always, have fun, take care, and enjoy this weekend of football. We'll see you in the next one. we